Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now, you remember three weeks ago we had Ryan Fox on the show. No relation, we've got Ryan Wolf on the show. He's sitting on hold. I'm not going to bring you in yet, Ryan, but we have you on board. Um, I mentioned just before the news, this is a little bit self-indulgent. I've long, I've long been a listener of true crime podcasts. I find them fascinating. I love true stories. Producer Sam hates me because I don't like science fiction. I don't like pyjamas. I like factual. And I came addicted to Case Fire, which is one of the top uh, crime podcasts in the world, but it's Australian-based. And I stumbled on the other day one by Brevity Studios. It's called Guilt, and it investigates New Zealand crime. And so I went to Series 1, Episode 1, and this is how it started. About two years ago around Christmas, I was sitting at my mother-in-law's home in Waihe, New Zealand. We happened to be talking about unsolved crimes. And the subject, as it tends to do in this part of the world, turned to the murder of the Paidoa pizza man. Even though I'm not a local to the area, I'd heard of this murder, and I could still remember it vividly. Over the next hour, different theories flew around the table, but I was hooked. You see... June 18th, 2012 was a day I actually remember quite vividly. I heard about the death of the pizza man, and for some reason it stuck with me ever since. So after listening to these different theories bouncing around that day, I decided I'd make a podcast about the case. Of course, life has a habit of getting in the way of our grand ideas, but for some reason, this was something that I always knew was going to happen. It wasn't a matter of if, it was only a matter of when. So that was my introduction to Ryan Wolf and this podcast. And what made it amazing, two things, like I'm a massive podcast listener. I'd listen to more podcasts than I watch TV. And I love factual stuff. And this is all factual stuff. Uh, Ryan is like one of us. And he didn't know that he was going to do it, but he just started doing it. He joins us now. Ryan, I can't keep you on hold any longer. Welcome in. (laughs) That takes me back, Mark. It was a while ago I made that one. Yeah. Um, just take us back to that time, because if my memory serves me right, you, you had no intention doing podcasts. You're having a conversation with your mum, and you just said, okay, I'm going to make a podcast. What do I do? I guess I drive to Pyro, uh and I just do something. Yeah. Can, can you do that for us? Yeah, well, I mean, it actually, I can relate to what you were saying, Mark, that um, I've always sort of been an avid, once I got started on True Crime Podcasts, um, a few years back, I was an avid listener. I sort of chewed through every one there was, mm. and I'm the same. I'd rather sit up listening to a podcast than watching TV. Um, but yeah, so it was sort of a, a bit of an amalgamation of skills for me. I always thought I could probably make a podcast, but it was in the back of my mind. And uh, yeah, I was at my mother-in-law's one Christmas, and they were talking because they they're in Waihe, which is nearby to Paidoa, and um, they were talking about it. It came up. And, you know, we're all sort of sitting around having a couple of wines. And I sort of thought, I said that night, you know, I, I think um, maybe I should do it. And, and you know, I, I did. <laughs> what was your background before you did this? Yeah, so um, I, I actually went to Waikato Uni and did a law degree. Um, and, you know, did my profs, which is what we would call the bar, uh, which is, you know, the bar in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And then um, also a bit of a background in acting as well. Um, you know, a range of New Zealand TV shows, Shortland Street and different bits and pieces. And yeah, so it was kind of, um, for me, it kind of made sense, a true crime podcast, because I could bring together the skills of, 
you know, my acting skills and also my legal background, um, and it sort of seemed to be a good fit. Have you always had an investigative thread in your DNA? <laughs> yeah, I'm always that person that asks um, why, how, who. Um, yeah, it's, I never, th- never normally take something at face value if I think um, it needs to be looked at deeper. So, yeah, it's, it's in my blood all right. And it was like, uh, the cool thing was, like, you're very open and honest, and you say, look, I haven't recorded this whole podcast. I haven't done the f- final episode. I'm taking you along with me. I don't know how many episodes it's going to take, and you just take us along with you. A, you've got, you got a great voice, and that's important for a podcast. And I'm not just saying this to blow smoke, but I've started listening to some podcasts, but I can't listen to their voice, and that's a shame. <laughs> and there was one of my favourite crime podcasts, which was They Walk Among Us, and then they brought out They Walk Among Us America, and they changed to American woman's voice. I couldn't listen anymore. So you've got the great voice, but the cool thing for us Kiwis is these are New Zealand crimes that we've probably heard of so much more depth than a couple of columns in the Herald or on stuff, and you take us with you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's um, that's the real beauty of, of podcasts. Um, actually, uh, someone I met recently who's... Uh, um, a big ad agency guy and he he'd got hooked on it and he got in touch with me and he said you know I watched the cold case tv show about Jordan's murder and he said after listening to the podcast he couldn't believe how shallow you know a tv show could be um and that's the beauty of podcasts you have so much time and you really can go into so much depth and you've got time to hear from every sort of character in the story Mm. um yeah and, and I mean that's that's something that I definitely love about it just in our last ad break, just for an example, our young uh, assistant producer today, Finn Basimo, he he just said, so what's this true crime podcast guy about? And I said, oh, I put out a podcast. I said, it's it's about 15 or 16 episodes of 45 to an hour long. And he said, what? <laughs> and, and, when, and I was the same. Like quite often I'll listen to a three-part podcast. This was 15 or 16. And I'm like, okay, here we go. But it needs that long because – you find another person to talk to. You find another angle. You talk to a cop. You talk to a relation. And you just don't stop till you've exhausted everything. And we're there all along. So Pyroa. Let's do the Pyroa mm. one. Pizza Man Pyroa. Sounds yep. like a wonderful man. He's a man that immigrated mm. to New Zealand, created a better life for his family. Everybody loved him. Found early one morning. Apparently mm. shot. No one heard it. Just bizarre. Can mm. can you, I don't want you to give away the whole podcast because I encourage everyone to listen to it. It's fascinating. Um, how many surprises were you met with? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the, I suppose the crazy thing, and just going back to what you said at the beginning, was, you know, it really just started sort of one day. I bought the equipment, and I just walked into the store of this lady that I knew at the antique store. I, I knew that she was somehow, she'd been sort of voicing her support for Jordan over the years. And, yeah, just sort of, it was amazing. You know, I went and spoke to her, and then from her, then, you know, I was pointed in the direction of another person and another person, and, and yeah, and, the further along it went, the more the twists and turns sort of came along. And what I've found is that oftentimes, you know, the police narrative, it, it, when you actually go back and speak to people, you know, it's quite often that they'll sort of say, no, no, that's, no, that's, not, that's not what happened. Um, and that's where the twists really come um, when, you know, you really do go back and talk to people and find that, well, actually, maybe 
football isn't as it seems. I finished with the feeling, and I'm very conscious that as a listener, I'm hearing what you're telling me, but you you, mm. you harp on and on and on and say, we can't eliminate anything. We can't say nothing. That didn't happen. We have to investigate that further. At the end of that, I got the feeling subliminally from you, why hasn't the police put in the work that I've put in? Because I've got some conclusions, itches that need to be scratched. Yeah, um, you know it's a it's a it's a good question. Um, uh, you know, and I can't speak for the police, and um, but I suppose it's a new thing. You know, these podcasts that are sort of coming along, and effectively, I guess, I suppose you'd say I'm a journalist, really. But you know, and you're kind of you know they it's a new thing to sort of work alongside people that are doing what I'm doing, and I don't think they're really quite in that place yet to sort of. Um, to you know, give me that call, and you know, I've reached out to them about that first season and said, "Hey, I'm ready to meet up with you. I've got some stuff here. Um, someone that you know, if you listen to the podcast, you'll find someone came forward with some pretty big stuff. Mm. Um, but you know, they haven't come back to me as yet. But you know, at the same time, I don't know. They could be doing stuff in the background. You know, it's not their prerogative to talk to us as you know, as normal laymen. So um, they they could be doing something, but." Yeah, I sort of, um, you, you definitely got that right. At the end of that season, I sort of felt like, well, there's not really much more I can do here. Um, everything is there if they want to go get it. I also felt like you took on a responsibility. You you developed connections. You met people that loved this man. You met brothers. You met the young girl whose name escapes me who worked with him from when she was 13 to 16, and she's still affected by it. Um, did you, at the end of it, and you wouldn't have gone into it planning this, you found a you. I felt like you found a responsibility for the truth to come out because you developed these connections. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's something that I did not expect when I started it. You know, you start something like that and it's sort of just a story, something you're doing, but then quite quickly, yeah, I had this sort of, I don't know if it was just something that I was putting on myself, but I put a weight of expectation that, you know, I'm sort of out here doing this and I'm kind of the only one who seems to be and, having a voice for these people and giving them a voice. Um, and, and it really did, you know, it would keep me up at night. Um, mm. I mean, you know, a lot of the time um, feeling like, you know, I've got to get somewhere with this and um, there's real emotion out there. And, and, you know, when you go and you investigate these stories and you meet the real people behind them, that's where, you know, it, it gets real. Um, and you realize that, you know, these are real people. Um, it's not just a story getting a few people saying, how can we listen to this podcast? He said, I only listen to your radio station's podcast. How do I find Ryan's podcast? Simplest way, guys, out there, if you've got an Apple phone, go to the Apple Podcast Store. You can find it on Spotify. You just search. What's the best search way here, Ryan? Just guilt? Yeah, just, or is just it type guilt. Yeah. yeah, just guilt. guilt. G-U-I-L-T. Yep. And um, yeah. Uh, one more thing. Um, the beauty of you doing... Uh, while it's not live podcasting, you're recording and publishing while you're still in the production of the podcast and people are starting to email you while you're still making the podcast. They're giving you new leads while you're still making the podcast. Most podcasts are fully produced and then drip fed out. Um, that's been a really valuable tool for you because you're giving information, giving information. And while Pairoa and the surrounding area is a smallly populated area, because of that, Everyone knows someone that knows something. And again, was that a benefit that you weren't expecting when you embarked on this adventure? Yeah, I mean, I suppose 
when when I first started, and, and you're right, you know, a lot of these sort of well polished big production podcasts, yeah, the whole thing's done, you know, before they even anyone hears it. So there's no real way for someone to come forward. And I felt like it was important for it to be organic. And uh, I mean, how can you investigate something if people can't come forward and then affect the rest of of the investigation? Um, and so that for me, yeah, that was a massively important part. And that is what happened. And it was a small town, Paidoa, and soon enough, it started slow, and then soon enough, everyone in town was talking about it, and mm. I was getting, you know, can I say shitloads of leads? Yeah. Um, and, and that was super important. And um, you know, someone who eventually came forward, who connected some dots from the podcast, and then, you know, and life, what happened sort of ten years ago, and um, you yeah, know, it was yeah, very crucial. And the cool thing is, I only found it two weeks ago, and I don't know, it's a couple of years old, but it doesn't matter. Episode one mm. is still episode one for me, and I'm brand new to it. These don't age, they're true, they're raw, they're honest, they're emotive. Uh, I will encourage people to do that. Now, a lot of people may not have heard of the Pyro or Pizza Man. Uh, more recently, um, Jim Donnelly, um, we will take a break briefly, but I'm just going to get tease this to keep people on the line, keep listening. Jim Donnelly may not ring a bell with people. Tracy Donnelly may not ring a bell with people. Do you remember the guy that went to work at the Glenbrook Steel Mall and never came home and has never been found and there's never been a charge and it's never been solved? Well, I'm on episode 14 at the moment. If you remember that happening... Stay listening, because Ryan Wolf's done one on that as well. Ryan, stick around. We'll be back. Right, we are talking true crime podcast, the best one, uh, best locally produced one I've heard, and it rings true. You know, Pyro, we all know Pyro, the big LMP bottle. But we're going to move on to the next one, was the Glenbrook Steel Mill. Uh, Jim Donnelly went to work one morning, never came home. And there was so much intrigue and drama in this one. Um, if you thought the 13 or 14 episodes of Series 1 was daunting, uh, this one's got about 22. But it is worth every single minute because he takes you on the twists and turns. Uh, right, how do you choose which one you're going to uh, attack? Uh, like which case? Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably not as complicated as you imagine. I sort of... I keep an eye on the news or if someone will, I, a lot of people message me these days now that I've got a pretty decent audience and, um, you know, they'll suggest things. Uh, but yeah, I just sort of came across a, an article about Jim's case. I mean, the first one was I'd known about, um, about Jordan Vidori for a, a long time, but Jim's one, I sort of came across a, an article, read it, just got in touch with Tracy and, um, went from there. But yeah, I just sort of, you know, just get online and have a look for, for unsolved cases basically. And you're not in a rush to solve them, are you? Like I feel like, uh, I, you know, like you, I've listened to lots of podcasts. That, that, and having listened to yours, you're not in a rush. Look, we're just going to keep this going as new things come out. And I've just actually listened to the one, the episode, I'm just trying to find it, where the guy, episode 14, Redemption, a guy you'd been looking for mm. for ages finally presented himself. And in episode 13, it felt like the story was coming to a conclusion. And then, boom, light bulb moment. Okay, we've got a whole new direction. It's, it's so exciting as a listener. But for you, um, it's sort of why you got into it. Yeah, I, I can remember where I was when I got that phone call. I remember I had goosebumps. I, you know, I just, yeah, and like you said, you sort of, it, it takes you on these twists and turns um, and, and, you know, light bulb moments. Um, for sure, but um, yeah, yeah, the that particular episode, um, 
yeah, that that was definitely a, a good one. Um, but yeah, go back. What was what was your your question there, Steffi? Like, what, why, like you don't have a finish line. You're open to any oh, possibility. Right, yeah. yeah. Yes, and I mean, and that's the thing. It's you know, I go into it at the start, and um, we'll we'll just we'll just keep going, and until I get to the point where I feel like you know, there's just nowhere else to go. But you know, the thing is, even say with Jordan's one, I mean, it's never case closed. If someone comes forward tomorrow with something new, I'll go back and add new episodes if if mm. need be. Um, the most recent one of Jordan's I added, you know, only the last couple months. Um, so it never closes, and I'll keep going. Because that's the thing. You get people like me who start listening two weeks ago as if it's just been released. And I go, mm. actually, I had an old flatmate that told me he flatted with a guy that said he ran over that service station. I'll email you. And it's like years later. And this could be perpetually happening with you. Yeah, and that's the thing. And sometimes I forget too. I mean, you know, I just got an email today from someone, you know, and they're just re- responding to, you know, season one and something way back there. And so I kind of... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm kind of always getting drawn back into the different parts of the seasons, and um, and yeah, exactly that. Um, someone messaged me today about actually this is the current season, but um, yeah, that they knew a person from here, and you know, just another bit of information, and um, that stuff's always always coming in, and that's so key. Mm. Okay, so we've got Jordan who was sadly murdered at the Pyro Pizza shop, uh, Pizza Shop. We've got Jim Donnelly who went missing from Glenbrook. When I get to the end of that, I'm going to go and look up what your season three is. Give me a taster. Yeah, so um, season three is actually, it, um, this one's a bit of a mini-series. Um, when I went to start it, it was actually a, yeah, it was um, ended up being a bit of a clash with um, another journalist kind of thing, long story. But either way, there's, um, there's a season it's based on. Um, Gore's in the news at the moment, actually, with uh, the mayor down there. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone's paying attention to that, but <laughs> there's the young, young boy, Lachlan Jones, who um, drowned in the Oxidation well supposedly drowned in the oxidation ponds in 2019 um yep. and there's been um the cases in in the media um and it's just it's a truly bizarre case um a lot of things don't add up uh you know pathologist report recently came back and said that you know there was no water in his lungs and it's just a very very strange case um so i went down to gore and uh yeah looked into that one so um yeah that's ready to go um the last episode of that season goes up next week. So good timing for people to jump on that one. What's your mindset going into these, Ryan? Is, is your mindset, because you've got the law degree, you've got your acting degree, so you want to do a polished production. Is your mindset, I want to solve something that hasn't been solved or I want to tell a story that hasn't been told fully enough? It's kind of, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I first started, I probably naively went into Jordan's thing thinking, I'm going to solve this, mm. you know. And you sort of realise um, it's not quite so simple. Um, but what I've sort of realised is it's a combination of telling someone's story. I feel like I'm part storyteller and then part investigator. And I try to weave those things together. And a big part of what I try to do is make the listener actually emotionally connect with, you know, the, the person we're talking about. Um, I don't like, you know, that that's a, a big part of it. And that's the sort of feedback I get from people. So, yeah, I mean... I suppose I'm a storyteller, um, but then also with that legal side and that investigative side as well. And sometimes, you know, you, you know, you have to say something even if it might hurt someone's feelings if mm. it's the truth. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And it's prefaced with warnings, et cetera, if it's going to be um, 
may be triggering for some listeners because we've all gone through tragedy and, and um, sorrow as well. So I always appreciate the, the trigger warnings as well. The other cool thing you do, and like the standard episode is free to listen to, okay? But you yep. do have like uh, member features. I mean, you can't do this forever unless you get paid. You know, people do good work, mm. you get paid. So, And you have these special bonus episodes. You'll cut in bits of interviews into the regular episode, but I'm like, I wish I heard more. I can now listen to more. It's cheap to become a financial member to support you. Um, let's be honest here. How important is it that people do that so you can keep going? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's the key, really. Uh, I mean, and I just want to say as well, when I first started this, I never started this to make money. It was never meant to be a career or anything. Um, I didn't even turn on the ads. There was no advertising in the whole first season until a year because that was not my focus. Mm. But then it was in the second season that I thought, you know, hey, like I, I could actually, I could make a go of this. But like you said, I mean, you know, to do good things, you do need money. You know, you've got to pay your mortgage. Um, but yeah, so we offer a, um, a subscription service, which you know, it's your sort of standard thing, like five ninety nine a month. But um, you know, you get bonus episodes. Uh, that there's episodes released early. It's also ad free. And then, of course, you're supporting the podcast, which is um, which is the huge thing. You know, advertising makes up a certain amount, but then you know, the subscribers have become really crucial. Uh, you know, this so you know, it, it is very important. Yeah, and so, I appreciate all the subscribers and anyone that does. Absolutely. So everybody here, go and subscribe. Um, in fact, go, <laughs> here's the challenge. Okay, go and download the first couple of episodes. If you like it, then subscribe because Ryan will just keep making good stuff. If you like it, do what I'm doing. Tell people you like it. This is New Zealand content. This is a New Zealand guy having a crack. He's bringing us New Zealand-based stories. I, I subscribe to Canadian true crime, American true crime, British true crime. Oh, yeah. This is real because this is us, and he talks about Waiuku, and he talks about Dominion Road, and I'm right here in amongst it. So I cannot recommend it highly enough. So it's called Guilt. Um, oh, and just very quickly, well, the news can be late. You've done one in the Himalayas or something as well? Uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that, actually. Um, I mean, since this is a sport, um, <laughs> a sport broadcast... Um, yeah, so I, I've, um, it's a, it's, this one's a pure immersive storytelling um, podcast, which is still coming out. Uh, it follows my trip to Mount Everest Base Camp. Um, and, you know, it's, um, it's kind of one of those ones where you, I recorded all the audio as I went. I knew that I was going to make a podcast for it. Um, and it's been received super well. It got to number one on the charts in Australia, Canada, New Zealand. Wow. Um, so, so it's doing really well. And if, you know, and if you're into sort of... Um, you know, trekking or outdoor adventure type stuff, or if you may be thinking about going to Mount Everest, um, it's definitely a good listen. So it's called Journey. Um, you can just search Journey Ryan Wolf on any platform and you'll find it. Journey Ryan Wolf or Guilt Ryan Wolf. And that's where yep. we'll leave it, Ryan. Thanks heaps for half an hour of your time today. You responded quite quickly to me, which I was delighted about. I love sharing Kiwis doing great things and entertaining me. Podcast people, not TV. Do it. Do yourself a favour. Yep. Ryan, uh, brilliant to chat. Awesome, thanks, Daffy. Appreciate it. All good. Ryan Wolf, it's called Guilt, or it's called um, Journey, and they operate out of Brevity Studios. You can Google any of that. It really is brilliant, tailor-made for our audiences, and you can hear from his voice. He's really easy to listen to, holds no punches. Um, some of it's quite confronting, but you know, I remember the Jim Donnelly went missing at the steel mill, and it, it, I'm not going to ruin the story, for a long time, there was an acid bath there, an acid vat, 
and they found some of his belongings there and said, oh, he's, he's um, ended his own life, got into the acid vat. And that's what I've always thought. It's not what happened at all. But we needed this sort of investigation. It's truly, truly remarkable um, what Ryan Wolf is doing. Can't recommend it highly enough. We'll take a break and we'll come back after Johnny Mac's news.